Hey, I'm Dina. I'm Nikki. And we're your hosts for CBD Magcast. CBD Magcast is devoted to the legalization of cannabis and its impact in your community. Cannabis Concierge, the expert and discreet service of cannabis procurement for the individual or retailer. These buds are for you. CBD Magcast Civics brings you Perilous Production with respect to the flower. Hello. Hi. 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 I'm Nikki. I'm Dina. I'm Jory, Bacon's Buds. We're here today just chilling at the farm, having a fantastic time. We took a look at Big Smooth, Rainmaker, Clementine, Crescendo, The Future, Bootylicious, and Cherry Cream Pie. Oh man. And we just found out that they're putting strain names on the bags so that we know the crosses. And that I think is one of the best things you could ever do for folks like me that just geek out on what crosses you've made and how good they are. So We're starting to freeze and make bubble hash out of our full lineup. And essentially we're just hoping that everything we're able to make sells. Yeah. So. Nice. Our shop is Energy Star insulated. We're able to control that environment to a T. And we use AutoGrow as well. We have humidity gauges and probes throughout the room hanging, you might've noticed. And that literally tells us where the CO2 is at, where the moisture is at. It just tells us pretty much what our ozone layer in the room is. Jerem is very uh, techy with his growing. So part of the reason he doesn't like to do these sort of things is he spends most of his time in his own head. Sometimes it's hard to put the words on, <laughs> like out there for people. How have sales been going? You've been out on the road quite a bit. You've been hitting a lot of shops and doing your vendor days with the, with the stores. Are they doing well for you? Is that making a difference? Definitely. So we're about to hit our biggest month ever. We're about to hit 100,000 for our first time. Wow. Yeah, we're very excited to be able to say that. And how much of that's going to go back into your operation, though? And most of it does. We are a very small company, so with that comes smaller paychecks and more return back to the business so we're yeah. able to expand. Right. So one thing that we're trying to do by the end of this year is break ground on another building that is going to be roughly four times the size, just so we're able to produce more. And with doing that, just taking less for ourselves and just giving more back to the business so we're able to do that. How are and you a tier two? We are three? a tier two right okay. now. Yeah, but we operate like a tier one because we didn't want to pay rent. We wanted to do everything just on our property, be our own boss. We just built a small facility and wanted to make sure before we got too far in over our heads. We didn't just want to build a 10,000 square foot place and be like, this isn't going to work. Right, because so, we see that a lot. Exactly. So Jaren was strategic. It'll, like what would be pretty much a tier one, the growing canopy is about 2,000 square feet. And he did his math and he's like, you know, if we utilize that, we should be able to pull out 80 to 100 pounds per room. And with that, make decent capital enough to expand. Things have been going so well that just in the last six months has decided, like, let's break ground on a new building. Now, do you think that that is your quality of your flower? Do you think that that brings people back or the fact that you're out to be introduced to people because you're still new? Yeah. in a sense. Mm -hmm. So where are you finding that you're putting a toehold in and seeing where you want to put that extra effort or how that's making you flourish? I think the biggest thing is education. I think as soon as people find out that we're pesticide free, all organic, that's a huge selling point. Unfortunately, there is a little bit of a hold on being able to educate people fully with our packaging as far as it being organic, because as you guys probably know, Washington doesn't allow us to put the word organic on our packaging. So what we do is we put naturally grown and pesticide free, because those are two descriptions that aren't against the rules or whatever. There also is something known as a green clean certification in the state of Washington for yep. 502. But for us, that'd literally be like, 
to get that certification 10% of our income one month just to be able to pay for that and say it. So for us, it's not really worth it to not say we're organic. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem worth it to pay $10,000 to just put an extra sticker on our name for something that most people aren't even gonna probably be educated about. You'll probably be like, oh, what's green clean? That sounds cool. But at the same time, if you're already having that conversation, why not educate them like, hey, we do living organic soil, pesticide free, natural as it comes. And I feel like as soon as you educate people on that, that's enticing to get them to buy it. Then like you said, the first thing, quality. They taste it, they smoke it, it's so smooth. It gets them super where they're trying to go, whether it's CBD qualities or just trying to get completely messed up on THC, we're able to provide all of those things, so. I was just telling you, when we first got into the farm, I chased you down. I was like, oh, Bacon Spuds is at Ike's doing a vendor day. I'm driving up there. So Very I went from <laughs> to come and see you guys. And you and I basically had an interview right there in the store. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait for you to get back from vacay. But yeah, it was just fantastic it's, to connect. It's awesome to meet someone like you and Nikki who are just passionate about different medicinal effects that weed has and just helping brands like us as well. Just getting the education out there. Because like I said, education 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 I think that that is so much a huge part in just getting people to try your product and with us we are trying to do something that I want to say less than 5% of the farms in Washington do with a no-till growing. We reuse our soil month to month. We're absolutely pesticide free and we create a thriving growing environment of beneficial organisms. No need for pesticides because the cucumeras, the earthworms, nematodes, they make it so that no bad bugs are able to come in. They also provide fresh castings for the soil and readily available nutrients. Once people start seeing that and you really can taste the difference, I think it's hard to smoke other weed after you try something so superior yeah we're definitely really excited to get more across the board we just did Kush marketplace and I actually saw Nikki up there recently and from that alone I think we brought in like eight or nine new stores so we're about to be in a lot more places that's so, fantastic yeah. that's so great and you're mentioning earlier that your family run so mm -hmm. almost everybody is either a family friend from a long time yeah. or uncle yeah. or brother or so just the at the helm my uncle Jerem is the owner slash head grower he's the one who applied for the license him and my brother Micah actually live together and the neighbor over there is Brett the other uncle who works for us so okay. three out of the four lived up here where we operate as we started Micah just in the last year moved away because he lived up here all the way through college Micah's a mechanical engineer got his degree from University of Portland complete brain whiz kind of beautiful mind status can do like crazy math equations in his head he loves weed and him and, <laughs> him and uh, Jerem before they got the license they had their medical cards and they were growing medicinally and selling a little bit legally on the medical market here to the Medi brothers and a couple other dispensaries in the area. With that, they got the license and it was just such an exciting venture when we got accepted and we were told we were gonna get a license and that's where all their time and energy went into. And then I was just the lucky family member. I'm very willing to say I'm lucky in the sense that my uncle got his license and I was his passionate nephew who already worked at a dispensary doing things with my medical card since I was 19 and working in different weed shops so it was just the natural move get me in here as well and here we are you know it's a really amazing thing like my best friend Phil we were able to hire and he's a savage worker he's the head of production and packaging and we've got high school friends like Zach and Chris who were best friends in high school who work here my two aunts Brett's wife works down there with us and Brett and Jerem's 
brother's wife works with us and we're always just bringing in more friends and family it's pretty awesome you know a lot of families i feel like don't think they could do it and we have our moments where we have our drama and don't think we can do it either but at the end of the day we all love each other and we we make it happen you guys live the closest to the American dream right now. Yeah. It's very cool. The West Coast American dream for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the takeover is real. Yeah. The takeover is real for sure. But we're definitely super stoked to have farms like you guys to set a real example for for the cannabis culture and industry and business moving forward. Thanks for saying that. You also you know, you're green certified without having the sticker. And that's yeah. the most beautiful thing because we live in a world where the certifications that people look for are more often than not paid for, unfortunately. So again, it's, it's really awesome for you to be making the changes in your business practices and hopefully setting the example for more, more folks to change yeah. what they're doing. And that ultimately changes the big picture. That's the only way to change the big picture is to change what you're doing right here. So yeah. that's absolutely incredible. Do you plan to be in different states? If you can? Oh, 100%. That's the dream. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. If money will allow because we are a small that's probably the scariest thing being in this industry you see brands power to them I, I tip my hat all the time like when i talked about tender but like fat panda northwest canvas solutions they have so much money coming in every month all of that stuff is public data so i mean you can see how much fat panda makes a month two and a half million dollars for one month of business and sales you know they're bringing in obviously there's overhead costs they have to pay their salaries stuff like that they obviously don't taxes well actually you know it's interesting taxes only go on the business owner most of the taxes are in the store we gross anywhere like 60 to eighty thousand dollars and we don't get taxed on that the person that gets taxed is just jam at the end of the year we get taxed for everything we buy even if it's out of state sort of thing so we just get don't get a reseller's permit option that was no. one thing that we had heard about with canavan who does deliveries yeah and they're really great but they don't get any uh, write-offs of any exactly, kind. Exactly. We're trying to just put tens of thousands of dollars in opening our next building here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like... But that's important <laughs> for us to have you here so that yeah. we know that Bacon's Buds is grown local, it's grown well, and if you get too big, then you have to start making compromises in the middle totally. of the night. And then all of a sudden, everybody finds out about your compromise. And that's something that Jeremy has talked about too um, and why we haven't just been like expand, expand as fast as we can. He He's only trained one other grower aside from himself because he wants to make sure that, that grower can do everything he does and then it'll be someone else as we slowly expand. Quality is our number one importance. Like the one thing that sets us aside. I feel like when I go into a dispensary, the one thing that a lot of people are trying to do is have really snazzy packaging and show off their product. But the thing is, is what is the product itself? Everyone's growing pretty much the same either hydro or soil with the same nutrient lines. People aren't doing things to set themselves aside and that's really something that I'm lucky to work for my uncle Jerem who's like spent hours just educating himself. You know one thing that came to me that really I knew we were on to the right track was that he was like man so I read like six hours last night and I was like you read like six hours? He's like yeah you know it was just my typical reading. He reads like six hours a day. He was reading studies back from the like 1940s and 1950s about 
how when big agro and the baby boom happened, we stopped reamending our soil. Every big farm that used to use the same soil bed, stuff like that. Now it's like a streamlined process where they rip the vegetables out with the dirt, replace it all. With that, we're losing like a huge amount of the vitamins that should be naturally produced in the that plants. Ecosystem that ecosystem Exactly. Yeah. So he took that same idea into cannabis. When you use salt-based fertilizers, what you're doing is essentially giving the plants steroids like you give a human. It can look great, but is that actually a healthy person? kind of the same idea right. for the plant. You're right. not providing organic compounds for the plant to build off. You're giving it salt, which helps it get big, but the flavor will never be as good. That actually do. that does go along with the sustainability too, yeah. because we reuse our soil every single month. It's not like we're just constantly throwing soil out. And that's unusual because a lot of people have to throw out the soil. Yeah, people actually get rid of their soil too, because when you flush it, it's so drenched with salt when you're flushing those nutrients out. They're doing such an unnatural process that you can't reuse it. What you were saying about expanding too and that's always something in the back of our mind is uh, Monsanto gonna come in and create crazy weed. We actually had a guy come up here once from Cutting Edge Solutions. They're a nutrient company and they were saying they went to like some big conference in Vermont, a growers conference and Monsanto supposedly had already created like four self-pollinating strains to where if you grow outside your plant is eventually going to get pollinated by Monsanto's weed so it turns into that essentially. And then they own it and then they can take it from you. And that's what they why... do with corn and everything yep. like that. It's they... a crazy world we live in. Hopefully we can do that being a little guy. You know, oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what we hope. <laughs> For sure. Mm -hmm. Well I think we and it's definitely true to our geography we're big fans of having Starbucks and also all of the little coffee yeah. shops and Washington State has always been a good model for that. And I think they are a leader in the cannabis industry. And when it comes to sustainability and best practice, even though our regulations are strict, are rough, <laughs> strict, and you can, it's better to start tight and move totally. from there. Look at our neighbors down south. I mean, Oregon's dealing with a storm right now. Mm -hmm. So I feel really blessed in the sense that I can go in and it seems like seven out of 10 people I tell about our growing methods it just gets a, a like you know the hamster wheel spin in their head and they really want to try that product we're in a really great place to be able to introduce people to this type of growing method and i always tell people taste the difference smoke this weed side by side with something that isn't organically grown and you will taste the difference what's your how's it been like building relationships with stores and managers there bud tenders there that yeah, kind of thing? i'm the right person to ask because yeah, that's my job so <laughs> the, that is something that I love doing. So I sold Kirby vacuums door to door for a little while before this. And part of that job is just learning how to become someone's friend. And I take that same philosophy into this. You know, every buyer of a business, every bud tender is different. I just try to strike up a conversation and get a vibe of how they are. And I try to take it the family route. You know, I don't want us to just be a business partner. I want us to be like your buddy who's coming in, bringing you the dank flavors. I can explain it to you what it is. Give me a call if you need a better explanation. I love establishing connections and like those relationships. I think it's amazing and I think it's wonderful in the sense that we get so much support from the bud tenders of the shops that we get into. Okay. Like everywhere we go, it seems like we end up being uh, one of the preferred farms just because we do grow all, all organic like we've mentioned so many times. And mm -hmm. it just, momentum always ends up getting really well as soon as the store gives us a chance. That's we've been great. really fortunate. Yeah. Fantastic. We did have a little bit of halt in sales about a year ago and what it was was we got really comfortable with the strains that we were growing and when we started growing we purchased thousands of dollars worth of genetics and we finally were like well why don't we start popping some of these seeds and uh, 
We started this really every month now. We bring in one or two new strains. And with that, it's brought a huge increase because we've been able to find some diamonds in the roughs that no other company has. And the best example of that I'd say is our Big Smooth. We can grow 20 pounds of that a month and we can't keep it in stock. We've pretty much, uh, We've moved from like it started at being, you know, just like a normal strain, five to 10% of our production was big smooth. We're at about 25% of our production is big smooth. Like we allocate a quarter of our room to that strain and we still can't keep it in stock. It's pretty crazy. It's nice to have that. It's nice to have that uh, standard and then it's nice to throw in all those extra yeah. genetics that you've crossed and come up with something different. So you'll hear Jerem, like when he talks to me with uh, finding new strains, he's just trying to find that next big smooth, you know? So. And that's the beauty of it because you'll get one out of 10, but even those nine, there's nothing wrong with them. You totally. know what I mean? That's even great too. You know, and that's what's awesome. It's like a candy shop. We're like a small brand, but we have as many flavors as the big brands. You know, you go into That's ice, true, actually. You, I was surprised by that when you were pulling the buckets out for us. You can go into Ike's and you'll see nine to 12 strains on their shelves of us. So it's it's really cool to be able to represent a very wide variety and just so many different genetics. You know, we don't try to bring in the same of anything except for cookies and cream. You'll see cookies and cream crossed with like eight of our strains, but. Sometimes a good base is just that. Sometimes a good base is just that. And that's the thing with cookies and cream that experienced growers, it's got such a wide variety of things it'll do. It's not like every cookies and cream plant is like it. That's why it's such a good parent is it does whatever the other parent is doing. It helps, it just helps complement it, you know? It's like the pushover dad. It's just doing whatever the mom wants to do. <laughs> it's perfect. So me roll mom. Precisely. Jory, will you tell us your favorite personal cannabis story? Favorite personal cannabis story. Besides to, today. Yeah, no, I'd have to say uh, it's probably the second time I ever smoked weed. Me and my brother, who you met, Micah, he got me to super high when I was like 15 years old. Not him, it, it was me wanting to get high. He was actually yeah. very against it. I had to go weeks convincing him to smoke with me. I wanna do it, like I wanna do it, like just do it with me. And finally him and his buddy Case were like, okay dude, we'll do it. And so we go to another of their friend's house and he's got like a, one of those big four foot acrylic bongs, like the plastic ones. And so I take like a four foot bong hit when I'd only smoked once before out of a pipe and I died, <laughs> literally died, like just coughing for 10 minutes. But then I remember just literally having a pulsating body high and it felt like my body was like water. And then it felt like 15 minutes went by and I get shaken by my brother and he's like, it's been two hours, we gotta go. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, we get in the car and I'm like, I'm so hungry and we go, a Coos Bay famous cafe is called the Cozy Kitchen. I go there and I order a double bacon cheeseburger with fries, an extra plate of fries, a slice of pie, and a milkshake, and I ate it all. <laughs> and uh, my brother still brings it up to this day. He's like, just like when he's like when people are talking about their experiences smoking weed in the munch, they'll be like, you guys have no idea. <laughs> just like, so that's you know when I think of my great weed experiences, that's always on the top of my list. That's awesome. <laughs> but you're also like six. Four? Six, seven. Okay, so I was yeah, six, I was four then though. Yeah. So. so I was gonna say you've got to try to feed six, seven. Yeah. So that's at least that. Oh, and they thought it was hilarious because yeah, I'm just they were all like you know 17, 18. I'm just the 15 year old like trying to get high. And they're just like, oh yeah, hit this. And I'm like, oh, this is normal. They're like, yeah. <laughs> and so like with a four footer, you chalk it. You don't really know what you're getting. And then they pull the bowl piece out, and I'm just and I'm like, oh, just like just swallow it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
was like, <laughs> Nothing dro- comes drooling out from like, my mouth, what? just like, what is happening? I think they tried to get me to take another one, and I was so high that I blew into the bong. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember blowing water out. I was like that stupid kid. <laughs> uh, that's an awesome story. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I liked it. I'm... I pretty much, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've almost smoked weed every day since then, so. <laughs> yeah, I can say that you have an absolutely fantastic outlook on life. You love what you're doing. You're in the, one of the most incredible positions you can be in, the American dream. Thank so you. I think it hasn't done anything uh, to harm you at all. That's what's funny. I've actually talked to a couple of high school teachers that I became a big stoner in high school, and it was known amongst some of my peers and educators. And I've talked to a couple that I was good friends with back then, and they're like, look at you now, Jory. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean who to talk? I know, they're literally joking. Like, I'm not ever going to tell a kid not to smoke weed again after you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we do the Madcast. Folks, it's not what you think. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today, yeah. Jory, and letting us come out here and check out Bacon's Buds. At the farm. We've got so many pictures we'll be putting together in the spread, too. It was a pleasure. You guys are welcome anytime. Oh, thanks. We're going to take you up on that. We have that on recording. It's recorded. (laughs) (laughs) CBD Magcast and Cannabis Concierge are a division of Confidential Monkey Enterprises. Visit us at www.cannabisbeyonddope.com.